Are you ready? A Shot of Wrestling. Episode 328. And away we go. Welcome to another episode of A Shot of Wrestling. I'm your host, at Mark Jeff Putty. Joined, once again, the illustrious Marcus Davenport Schwan, the fourth, third, third. I lose track, your family tree. How are you doing today, buddy? I mean, Putty, it's because you're making up names here. My actual name mm-hmm. is your favorite actor, Mark Schwan. That's the name, nice and easy. I don't know why you're, you're adding the third, the fourth, the fifth. I don't know what you're doing here, my man. Okay, whatever you, want, whatever you say, buddy. I'll follow your lead here, okay? It's third, MC3, that's what it was. The third, no, Marcus no, Davenport Schwann, the third. It's, it's, it's not a hot name, dude. Third. Quickly. This, this is who I am. But, know, what respect in the name. Do you realize how stupid and crazy professional wrestling is? I just want to get this off my chest. It's pretty wild, yeah. I mean, there's no other, other industry like it. I was watching that show, That's My Jam, hosted by Jimmy Fallon, right? It's a musical show, sometimes trivia questions. And during this round, they have you trivia questions. And if you get it wrong, you have to keep going until you get it right. Mm-hmm. This round, the answer was going to be cat, dog, or bunny. Okay? For Doja Cat, Snoop Dogg, okay. or Bad Bunny. Okay? Right. So it's Billy Porter. Jimmy Fallon asks him. They competed at WrestleMania. Billy Porter's confused, shocked, doesn't know anything about it, that at all. He goes, I don't know, uh, Snoop Dogg. He goes, no, Bad Bunny. Next question right away was, they're in the WWE Hall of Fame. Billy Porter goes, oh, Bad Bunny. He goes, no, Snoop Dogg. It's <laughs> just a look of confusion. On Billy Porter's face. It's like, this This industry's weird. <laughs> Very weird industry that <laughs> we're supporting here. Oh, there's a gap yeah, everything. But that's that's the beauty of it, though. I mean, like, it, it, it's a mix of, like, <laughs> you know, world-class athleticism <sighs> with a shitload of drama and, and a lot of entertainment. So it, 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 it's quite the vari- uh, variety show. Variety show, excuse me. It's quite the variety show. It's, it's SNL on steroids. Just Literally. Look, just a look on Billy Porter's face. It looks so familiar from an ex-girlfriend who I tried to explain wrestling to, and she the like, glazed over look on her face. But yes, she watched The Housewives, but whatever. Mark, how are you doing today? How's everything going? I'm doing swell, my man. I'm doing swell. My daughter started daycare this past week. How'd that go? Uh, so it's, it's been a hell of a transition. Yeah, it's, it's going well. It's going well on, on, on my end here. Did you cry? Uh, it allows me to get stuff done. When you dropped her off? Got a little emotional. Got a little emotional in the beginning. Yeah, for sure. But I'm, I'm able to work out again now. It's freeing me up. So I'm, I'm happy about that. The only drawback is, like, you know, she's not quite used to it as far as the whole napping schedule. So we're figuring that out. But overall, this is a good thing. There are great people over there at the, at that daycare. So uh, she's she's socializing. She's doing well. Is she staying there when Ramadan is done? When your nanny can no, no. This this is it. This is this so is it. Permanently the there. daycare. She is there until you know she goes on to pre-K and so forth. Yes, which will be. Just like that. Yeah, man. I mean, already planning her first birthday. It's it's, it's pretty wild. <laughs> it goes by so fast. You know what else is wild? What's that? The news that broke this week. 
Mark, where's trending this week? Well, well, was there anything? Well, funny. <laughs> That's a loaded question. Lots of big news uh, right after WrestleMania. I mean, WrestleMania, of course, you know, took over the whole Twitter machine, of course. But then, followed by that, breaking news in the business world and the wrestling world. Endeavor announced it has signed an agreement to form a $21 plus billion global live sports and entertainment company made up of USC and WWE. The sale happened a lot sooner, I think, than we all expected. Yep. Right, buddy? Yeah. Now, of course, this, this brought up a lot of questions. What does this mean? A lot of people don't even really know what Endeavor does. You know, I actually even, like, I know Endeavor, but I had to do a little research to say, like, you know, what this actually meant. And, though. No, you don't have to do so much research because Vince McMahon shortly went on live on CNBC to answer a lot of questions with Ari Emanuel. And one of the things was about the question was really about creative, right? That's grabbing a lot of headlines here. Four years ago, when Vince McMahon was supposedly turning over to creative to Eric Bischoff and Paul Heyman overseeing, he said, I can't personally be in the weeds any longer. And at that same interview, Post meant the question about creative because in the weeds, which I have always loved to get into the weeds in the past, no, can't do that. But apparently that did not last long because that same night, Monday Night Raw, Vince McMahon was heavily reported to be involved. So much so that there were many rewrites, scrap scripts before and as the show was already in progress directly from Vince McMahon. Uh, apparently moral, morale backstage was pretty low so much so that couple of talents rumored by the way uh one of which to be a big star felt like they would either ride the deal out or ask for their release so putty with all this being said i have to ask you this what does this deal mean with wwe going forward and is vince's influence actually hurting the product that was vince mcmahon it looked like we're looking yeah. vicente mcmahon with that mustache and slick back, <laughs> black hair. My man looking good. Hor- horrible die job. Horrible, horrible die horrible. job. But why is the mustache coming back? I, I don't understand that. I don't. And it's not like a full mustache. It's like one of those little thin razor mustaches. Mustaches. What, what, what was the villain in Rocky Bullwinkle? It kind of looks like that. Oh, going yeah. On. What was it? <laughs> oh, man. I see you face. know what I'm talking about. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Played famously by Robert De Niro in the live action movie. Yes, correct. Facts. Oh, my God. It's going to bother me all the fucking show now. What, what you <laughs> You're welcome. What, what You're welcome. What's your question? Um... <laughs> so, essentially, you know, this deal with Endeavor, I mean, there's a lot to unpack here. You know, what does this mean for WWE going forward? And, you know, apparently one of the things is that Ari Emanuel wanted Vince McMahon to be involved, wanted, to be him, wanted him to be head of WWE. You know, and is this actually going to hurt the product going forward? Looks like it, my friend. Looks like it. Okay. This was okay, a- so a lot of people were talking about that on Twitter. So, like, I, I was curious to hear your input because you're a big Vince McMahon guy. So, yeah, so yeah, please, man. When I heard this about this this deal, and they bought out the Flow organizational chart, he's the executive chairman, right? Nick Khan is still in the, the, to be president. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Things, from what we were told, will be status quo. And then all of a sudden, we find out what happened on Raw. People are saying it's the worst Raw after Mania in history. Definitely up there. Nothing happened. Literally, literally lack, nothing happened. Literally and it, lack it's lack crazy. Lack. I feel like the I feel like the last couple of years was kind of like that. So I was really looking forward to this one because you know this was the first one where Triple H was fully in charge. Mm-hmm. You know, it's Triple H's show, 
Uh, so, like, you know, to bring back the luster of what Raw after Mina used to be. So I was hyped for this one. I couldn't wait. Yep. And the first, what, half hour was solid. It was, was really good. The ending was surprising. We'll get into that later. But the lot of the in-between was just like, wah, wah. Kept waiting for something to happen. Nothing happened. Nothing right. happened. The biggest surprise was Matt Riddle coming back? Meh. Meh. Man, that didn't really do anything for me. That'd be the biggest surprise, of course, was the end. Again, we'll get into that later. So, like, we've been talking about this stupid fucking sale for like, it seems like years now, right? It was hyperbole for years. I think I used that correctly. We're talking about Disney, Universal, Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia. There was a fourth one. These guys never came up. These guys, I never never heard of the word Endeavor before in my life. Endeavor was involved. So, Endeavor. I don't think Endeavor was really taken seriously because of the fact of their ties with UFC. So I, I don't think people really took it seriously. It just seems like we talked about, I think it was Disney or somebody. There's been a lot of people saying they want to keep Triple H on. They don't want Vince McMahon involved. Quite a few, yeah. But yet, yeah. Who, who purchases them is the company that's giving him the keys to the kingdom again. Right. How convenient. Right. Ugh. This, this, this seems and like so, it's collusion. But- all like all over this. <laughs> so Vince McMahon, right? He was on record saying he was only coming back to to help the sale of the company. Yep, and TV right? rights, and then that, that was it. And TV rights, right? But it, I mean, a lot of people called bullshit. I think you were in the minority there. You, I think you, like you took Vince McMahon at his word. Uh, yeah. We would have to go back in the archives to see no, that. I, I'm I pretty did. sure that was the case. I did. Let me say, let, let him do his thing. If he wants to come back, let him do his thing. If anything happens, we'll wait and see. But let's just take him for his. Do you feel? But- do you feel betrayed? Ooh, I felt something. I don't know if it's betrayed or not. I don't think that's the word I'm looking for. It just feels like, come on, dude. Like, we're doing so well, right? All the numbers are up. I read the, some of the articles saying all the numbers are in front of me. Ticket sales were up. Revenue was up. Sales were up of merchandise. Everything was going up. Ratings were going up. Now, we're going back to where we were last year. When morale was low. Right. Think it was a sinking ship. Nobody wanted to come here. People were worried about jumping shit to AEW. Creative was very stagnant, very controlled, very scripted. Now, we'll and see. someone made a note. Someone made a note about Kevin Patrick seeming uh, seemingly lost a few points during Raw, Ooh, and okay. that's that's because no one has been yelling at his ear set while like he's been on commentary for Raw. Mm-hmm. It makes you wonder: Was Vince McMahon screaming in his ear? Probably that could that could rally you. Sounds like it was. He was sitting with Gorilla. He was controlling the whole show. Uh, I don't know, man. He wasn't there tonight for SmackDown. I think Triple H was in charge tonight, and SmackDown was a good show. Uh, apparently, Vince McMahon was involved in a Zoom meeting beforehand, went over mm-hmm. the show, made some minor changes, and that was that. So, I mean, SmackDown was all overall better. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say it was an amazing show, but it was overall better than what happened with Raw. Uh, you know, and I, you know, at one point I was kind of thinking with night two of WrestleMania, because night two I felt like was significantly different from night one. Night one, if that was just a solo show, like I would have been like this is probably the best WrestleMania I've ever seen. True. This was amazing from from start to finish. I thought it was awesome, but then night two, great moments for sure, great matches, but it, it felt different. And it made me think. Was I, I joked about it with friends? I think you were in a text thread for this, like about. It was Triple H in charge of night one and Vince McMahon in charge of night two. It may it may have been the case. Maybe. I doubt it, but maybe. I think we had same, I think we said the same thing last year. I think night two was a little bit not as exciting as night one last year. This year followed suit. But man, 
and now people are already talking about leaving already. You just mentioned a couple of people are wanting to jump ship or wait till the contract runs out. Rumor has it. Rumor has it. So that's allegedly, uh, you know, of course, we don't have those backstage connections. This is a report from uh, from Fightful right here. Of course, they have, they have better connections than we have, but not always right. So we, we have to see about that. But very believable. If it is if it is true. Right. I mean, like they, they, they tend to be right more times than not. But, you know, if it be true, I mean, that's a big deal. It makes you kind of wonder who these names are. I mean, Drew McIntyre, his contract is running up. That would be a big name. Again, we're we're speculating. But man, it, it, it's it's just you know me. I'm a huge fan of the one, Mr. L.A. Knight. Yeah. Vince McMahon was not. Vince McMahon left. We got L.A. Knight back, and now Vince is back. We don't know what the future holds for my man here. He his, Apparently, right his, before right before Gunther's big push, like you know, Vince McMahon wanted to squash Gunther. You know, what does that mean for someone like him? Mm-hmm. What does this mean for Bray Wyatt? You know, who hasn't been involved lately. I, I, I don't know what, what to make of that. Some of the, the recent signings or re-signings. What does it mean for Bailey? I mean, Bailey put out a cryptic tweet and then ha- wasn't seen or mentioned on Monday Night Raw. Was apparently about, pulled yeah. last minute. I, I mean, there's, there's a lot going on here. And I think it's, it's, it's troubling. It's troubling. You know, at, at one point before the whole creative news got out i i questioned about endeavor because of like you know are they going to go the ufc route you know eventually like you know taking away um you know these people we call them pay-per-views but what do they call them ple's premium live events premium live events excuse me are are they going to put these instead of doing ple's on peacock are we going to go back to the pay-per-view route it's like you know for 80 dollars a pop you know because that's what they did for ufc and it's working phenomenally well for them would they do at WWE? I would say yes. So uh, that was a concern. But like, I feel like this is the biggest concern about Vince McMahon staying in charge and Triple H, obviously in the role of what Eric Bischoff and Paul Heyman was before, and that didn't last long. Nope. They're going to run WWE the same way they're running UFC. Somebody from Endeavor said, I think it was that Ari guy, uh, business-wise, behind the scenes, promotions, marketing, that kind of stuff. WWE will be run as it normally has. Now Vince is back, it just seems like it throws a cog in that whole wheel of, like you said, the morale now does seem low. And backstage morale is very important to his product with AEW. AEW's morale was very low when the product suffered for it. Right. So right. it's very concerning going forward. It doesn't seem like Endeavor was outbid. Like they out, Endeavor outbid at Disney or U, Universal. It just seems like it was a ulterior motive to this deal. But we'll see what happens again. Oh, they've done a well job. They did a great job with UFC. I didn't even know and UFC was owned by anybody. Again, I didn't even know what Endeavor was, so I don't know much about the company itself. But keep in mind, keep in mind though, the, the, the difference there though is, is Dana White. You know, Dana White, his finger is still very much in the pulse. He's a young guy. You know, he, he, the UFC base they love Dana White. You know, Vince McMahon is almost eighty years old, out of touch, power hungry. Like, no joke, man. I feel like I'm watching Succession right now. This is insane, and. and I think that's the biggest difference. Like, no one wants him there. No one wants him in charge. The only person that wants him in charge is him yep. by any means necessary, even if it means burning it all down to the ground. I wonder what Nick Khan thinks. I don't know I if mean, Nick what, Khan what, really cares. Like, he's getting paid. True. I, 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 don't necessarily, I don't necessarily know if he's a man that's passionate about wrestling. I, I think he's passionate about his job security. 
and, and, and what gets him paid and doing the best job possible. I, I, I really think that's all he cares about. I don't necessarily know him being a wrestling guy. I think he is. I know he's close to The Rock and they grew up together or they were involved in wrestling together somehow. But then he did his own thing and they came back. But yeah, this is the world we live in. We're in the new era, I guess. The Endeavor era. The Endeavor. The Endeavor era. Oof. That's tongue twister. So we'll see, man. So, so far, week one, eh, or mid, as the kids say. Oh, allegedly, though, this is, is this is going according to plan. <laughs> we'll see, man. Like they, they, they're, they're very happy with Raw after Mania and, and the, the negative attention it's been getting. Yeah, so like no, those things is bad press is good press, right? Whatever that saying is, those things is bad press. But again, this is just the fallout of WrestleMania. Once the smoke settles and we get back into the motion of day to day, week to week operations, we'll see what happens, man. We will see what happens. It's I'm not optimistic, and I try to be all the time, but this one's unsettling. And that's big coming from you, a big Vince McMahon guy. But moving on here to AEW, buddy. WWE's competition, if you will, right? Draven at Wrestling Covers. Tony Khan announced all in for August 27th in London from Wembley Stadium. This will be the first time a wrestling event has been held at Wembley Stadium since SummerSlam of 92, which is a big deal. Putty, why is this such a big move? Why, why was this the biggest announcement or the most important announcement Tony Khan has made for AEW? I don't know. Really? Isn't this the one that held in Vegas every year? Isn't it like always held in Vegas, or is that the other one? It's all in, all out, right? Right, right. I think it's all out. Maybe I think it's all maybe all outs in Vegas. I I do get them mixed up myself. Uh, this is okay. the first big pay per view for them outside the United States. This is one of their biggest pay per views, right? One of the main four. This was also be their biggest arena. Wembley Stadium is massive. Wembley Arena, I believe, has not held a wrestling event that size in a while because of. There's the other Wembley arena. Stadium. Get respecting the name, my man. I think it's the O2 Arena now. I think that's the one that's the bigger one. So props to them going back to Wembley. That is a historic, iconic stadium. Good for them. Good for them. We saw what we did with Arthur Ashe Stadium. That was huge. So but had... Arthur Ashe Stadium is only 19,000 people, I believe. Right? Yeah, but they still jam-packed that thing. It was an they arena. still jam-packed that thing. They packed it in. But and, Wembley and, Stadium and, is, is... Let me see what, how many. In an arena that doesn't hold that many people normally. They don't like uh, Arthur Ashe Stadium doesn't hold concerts. Arthur Ashe Stadium doesn't hold plays or Wembley Stadium is 90,000 people. Well, that's more than four times the amount of what was filled at Arthur Ashe Stadium. You know what I mean? I'm not talking about the size. I'm just talking about the enormity of filling in a stadium that doesn't hold that many people normally. And okay. now you're going over across the pond to a very wrestling crazed city and fandom. It's going to be huge for them, man. I uh, assuming they're going to do well. Class of the Castle is a huge success. This is going to be a huge success. Congratulations to them. Probably their biggest event to date. Okay, so I, I, I'm concerned slash excited at the same time because you know on on the precipice on the precipices. Am I saying that right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. On the precipices of the news, what happened with WWE? We have an AEW this massive announcement, right? Mm-hmm. And this could, I think, will either make them or break them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if if they're able to sell out. Wembley Stadium, right? And there's no doubt they're going to put on a great show. I think they're going to put on a phenomenal show over there. But I, I think it, the the biggest thing will be the reaction. Will you sell out? Will the fans pop? Will you get great buzz from this? If that is the case, then I think that catapults AEW to another level, hmm. right? If it flops, 
if they if they can't sell seats, if there's if and if if they do, if there's a lack of reaction, if there's a lack of buzz, ooh, that's going to hurt. That's going to sting. It's not going to fail. It's going to be huge. It's London. It's a rather rather wrestling friendly town. They're going to define. It, it, it's going to be huge. Right, success. but uh, but like, how big is that audience for AEW though? You know, AEW, an American company, it, it's struggling to still sell out and get the ratings consistently here. That I mean, there like I I enjoy AEW. I like AEW. We know people in AEW, right? And the product, the product is good. It's just a matter of you know getting getting a larger audience. I think, and this is a huge gamble, man. You talk about going all in. Oh man, they're going all in. It's exciting. Yeah, you know, yeah. I want them to succeed. WWE sells out anytime they go over there because how often do they go over there? Right, how but long? that's WWE though. That's they're well known. Yeah, AEW we find they they sold out when they went to. Didn't they have like an event over there, or am I thinking of it um, in Canada? Didn't they have an event in London one time? I think they. I think they went to Canada. I think this is their first time going to London. I believe. I thought they went to London once, but I'm sure. I, I have no doubt it's going to be a huge success for them. Congratulations. I'm not worried about it at all. Okay. Okay. Again, would you agree then if, if they succeed, that puts them in a whole, whole other level? I don't know about that. So this announcement to you is like, eh, fuck it, whatever. Cool. <laughs> no, it's very, uh, I won't say ballsy, but very good for them. Very forward thinking. Let's, let's try to see, test our audience, see what we can do overseas. Let's, let's try to crank the notch up a little, up, up a little bit. They're cranking up double, man, because they could have easily done a stadium here in the United States. They didn't just go for any stadium. I mean, the fact that they went for Wembley Stadium is is massive for so many reasons. You know, again, just talking about the history of it, you know, SummerSlam 92, that place was sold out. And and what a pop. Like, you had probably one of the biggest pops in wrestling history at the end of that show when British Bulldog beat Bret Hart for the Intercontinental Championship, a match that made me a fan of wrestling. So... That's big shoes to fill <laughs> for so many reasons. Can AEW do it? I think that's the biggest question going in. They'll be fine. I hope so. It's a, great, hope time, so, it's a great time to be a wrestling fan. It's a great time to be a wrestling fan. Everyone loves wrestling these days. People are hungry, thirsty for it, especially over there. We'll be fine. All right, buddy. Mr. Optimistic, as always, I love it. But that's all I have for the news. That's dominated this past week. I do have an interview, buddy. Are okay. you ready for this one? Yes. I am here today with... A returning guest. Uh, this one, you know, I, for the past few shows, we've had BCW guests on. This one is not from BCW. <gasps> Shocker. I know. But ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Canada's only drag wrestling star, Alice Star. How are you doing, my man? There we go. Yeah, I'm doing great. How are you? Oh, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thank you very much. So let's, let's dive right into this. So you... A lot's been going on since the last time you've been on the show here. Yeah. Uh, you are working on, you do something called Drag Heels, a, a, show, right. a popular show right now, right? That's right. Yeah, Drag Heels. Talk to us a little bit about that. You know, how did that come to be? Season three, right? It's, it's, it's out right now? That's right. Yeah. So, um, you know, I was contacted to be on the show. Um, and at the time I didn't know too much about it. Um, I did know that it existed. Of course, it's a, a show all about uh, drag queens within Canada. Um, and, uh, I thought, you know what, 
I think this is a, an opportunity to show a, a whole new side of Alistar. Um, and so now it's premiering. It's in, I think it's the seventh week right now, seventh episode has aired. Um, and it's been a fantastic ride from start to finish. So you were of the show before it happened, before before you got cast on it. So they reached out to you. That's right. They reached out to you. Well, what was it about, about you that attracted you to them? Did they say uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think my story, really, being Canada's first and only drag queen pro wrestler, there's something to be said about that, and, and there are stories to be told, and I do that every single time I step into the ring, but now, you know, the drag world is getting something that's totally different within the, you know, they're getting the wrestling side of uh, of the entertainment industry, just the same way that I brought drag into wrestling, so to speak. It's interesting. It's funny because like it, it's uh, your person that walks two different worlds, right? And in wrestling, right? Everyone's a wrestler there, but there's hardly any drag queens in it. So it's like you yeah. stand out in that way. But then in the drag world, I, I take it there's not many wrestlers in that world. So you then you stand out in that way. So it's it's pretty funny. Uh, so you got a chance. I understand you got a chance to wrestle on the show. That's right. Yeah, not to give too many spoilers away since it hasn't aired yet. Oh, um, yeah. But, let's let's be as big as possible then. <laughs> yeah. No. 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 Um, I mean, I don't think I signed an NDA that I can't talk about it. But uh, <laughs> there you know, it is. for everybody's sake, you know, yeah, I got the opportunity to wrestle uh, within the sold out theater, Buddies in Bad Times in Toronto, and it was over two nights. Uh, absolutely incredible. The place was electric, not just for me, for everybody, all the performers, but I, I had a fantastic time and it turned out amazing. Let's just say I don't end the match on my back <laughs> or, or submitting, you know. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, so I think I'll come out on top on this one, but I think it's a wild ride and everybody's going to have, uh, they're going to get a whole new respect for for drag. And I think on the other side, yeah whole new respect for the wrestling uh, community. So last time we talked, we talked about, you know, you being a drag star in wrestling, right? And basically how the wrestling promotions kind of react to that. How does the drag community react to you as a wrestler? You know, I think it's met with a lot of enthusiasm. The idea is a whole lot easier for drag queens to digest because there's inherently, um, although like when you boil it down, there's a political element. There's also such a fun element to it where people don't take themselves too seriously, or at least most people don't. And there is a bit of that in the wrestling world, of course. Um, it's filled with some crazy characters, but some people don't quite understand what I'm trying to do. But in the drag world, you know, it, it's, it's unique to say the least. But to everybody, I think it's something that is admirable because it's something new, something fresh, uh, just the way that I admire people that are trying to do different things within whatever realm they're in. Did you turn any of them into fans? <laughs> you know what? I think so. I don't know. At, at, at the, the, the shows, I think, you know, I had a lot of people coming up to me afterwards saying that, like, wow, that was so much fun. Um, or, hey, I've been to wrestling once. I went to Greektown or I went to wherever it was and uh, I had an amazing time and this brought me back. It, it's wonderful uh, to, to not only help people bring back memories of their childhood or whatever it may be, but to create new memories and uh, hopefully turn some people into wrestling fans at the same time. I mean, isn't that the goal at the end of the day, right? You know, exactly. to turn to non-believers and believers. I, I think it's, 
It's always fun seeing you know a person like oh you do that fake stuff wrestling, ah. but then like you so slowly get them to be a fan, and that's pretty cool to see. It's like ah, I got one. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And you know you, that word obviously is thrown around a lot, but you know there's nothing fake. First of all, about being six feet in the air and being body slammed. Absolutely nothing not fake about that. Uh, but you know, alternatively, on the other side of of what wrestling is. The stories that I'm telling out there are truthful. You know, this is my life. Uh, you know, they're coming from my soul. And so, you know, there's nothing fake about what I'm trying to, to say to people. And of course, that's the, you know, the, the common term people use. But listen, everything that I say, everything that I do is 100% honest and transparent and me and Alistar. So speaking about, you know, your personal story, you know, um, I think there's a, a stark difference actually this time around uh, you interviewing from the last time because last time you were you were in your full that's right drag attire you know and and, and here you are without it and it, seeing you know, in the social media world like you know opening yourself up more as a person talk to me about that decision right there because I can imagine you know, especially when a wrestler kind of like drops kayfabe, if you will. But like, you know, this goes to a deeper meaning. Yeah. What was the thought process behind that, and and how do you feel about it? Yeah, yeah. Anybody can go go back and see um, on my social media official Alistar. Um, yeah. No. Um, I, I I did cover my face, and I always thought nobody's gonna care about Tyler. They're they're they only care about Alice. And throughout this process, being on the drag heels process, being in front of the camera and knowing that this is going to be going out to, you know, God knows how many people who are going to be watching this around the world. It's accessible in, in, internationally. I, it was part of my journey on the show was, uh, was really discovering who Alice is, but who Tyler is. And um, it really came to the point where I went, it's the same thing. Like mm. Alice and Tyler are the same people. And, uh, you know, I talk about the the honesty in what I do. And that's really what came through in Drag Heels. And I figured, you know what, maybe this is a good opportunity to showcase, you know, if I don't have the, the drag makeup on, then people can see that I'm a real person. And what I'm saying is truthful. And then at the same time, when you come and see me wrestle, oh, I'm going to be head to toe drag. And it's a spectacle. So I really, really love the dichotomy of of having both options. Have you ever considered wrestling as Tyler? Yeah, I mean, I think it would be a, a completely different experience. Of course, you know, it's hard to compete with, you know, the, the massive. <laughs> I can the only imagine. And sparkly <laughs> and the crazy, crazy makeup that you can see from like 16 miles away. <laughs> But, you know, there's there's a lot of freedom in, in not doing that as well. Uh, making sure your eyelashes are still on is kind of a painful experience. Uh, right. But, you know, maybe that's something I will explore in the future if I feel that, like, that's right for me in that moment. I feel like there's just so many layers there, of course. You know, and I think that's that tends to be the best type of character work in wrestling when there's just so many layers and then when it's truthful as well. Uh, for you, you you definitely have a lot of depth as a person. Hence, therefore, you could bring as a character to Alistar, which is which can transcend wrestling, if you will. You I know, mean, you, that's you know, uh, you know, I, I'm trying not to be just 
displaying my ego here, but, um, you know, in, in all honesty, Canada's first and only drag wrestler is amazing, but I'd really love to be, you know, Alice Starr, the, the entertainer. Um, I grew up playing music. I started playing music at 10 years old and here I am much older and, and I've been playing music my whole life and that's something I'd love to do. You know, I've done some acting here and there, you know, that's being a wrestler is absolutely fantastic, but you can't do that forever. Your body is going to break down. And we've seen it time and time again. And at the same time, creatively, there's, there's a million things in wrestling that I'm, I've yet to do and I want to do, but that's not my only interest in life, but that's where I am right now. I, you know, wrestling is what I'm committed to and being the best I can is really the number one goal. Wrestlers talk about that quite a bit. And, you know, something so mainstream, like, you know, the Bell Twins, right? Or the Garcia Twins right now. You know, they talked about that towards the end of their careers. And when they started Total Divas, then Total Bellas, and, you know, Bella Nation, and all, and all, every, every brand that came up with that. But I feel like reality TV, like Total Divas, totally opened a door for them to step into that world. Do you feel like Dracula's is doing that for you? Oh, most definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Like where, like, what then would be the next step for you? What, like, what, what's the next move that you ideally would like to make? Uh, after wrestling, or, or just you know, after you... after this journey here with Dracula's, like, what's what's the next thing for you? Well, you know, I've already got some amazing opportunities lined up. Nothing to announce right now, but once I do, uh, everybody will know about it. <laughs> but yeah, this it's it's a launching pad in a lot of ways because. Personally, I was able to step outside my comfort zone, become vulnerable in ways that really are not weaknesses. It's, it's become a strength. And I think people are latching onto that, which is amazing because if they're able to understand that, then uh, maybe, maybe it can change someone else and, and help someone else. So ultimately, you know, drag heels, I'm, I'm using it um, as an opportunity for people to understand what I do and, and change maybe someone else's life. Uh, through the process i think that's amazing i think what you do like the way you step into wrestling right it it doesn't necessarily mean like you know you're just a wrestler and that's it you know you see so many wrestlers that fall into that trap unfortunately Uh, but you're you're thinking a bigger picture here you're thinking about a brand let's just call it what it is sure you know and, and it seems like your goals your dreams are bigger than just wrestling, bigger than winning championships, bigger than going to the main stage of WWE or AEW, you know, you, or Impact or whatever insert promotion here. It seems like you you want more to transcend to you know spread your message. Yeah, that's entirely it. Listen, like working for the WWE, Impact, AEW, whatever you whatever else you can list off. That's absolutely fantastic. Being the champion at said promotion, that's absolutely fantastic. And that gives validity to what I do and hence why, you know, I, I do want to be a champion. But more than anything, being a champion is not about the belt. It's about being a leader and it's about having a moral compass in the things that you do. Because belts come and go, but legacies are forever. And so that's something that I try to keep in mind is what do I want my legacy to be? Um, do I want it to be, hey, they won X championship or, hey, they were a great community member. They were spreading great messages, changed people's life the same way that, you know, uh, I know people that I've been inspired by have changed mine. And that's all I'm trying to do is just pay it forward. That's, again, incredible, especially in the environment that we live in today, because I feel like you know, when the topic of drag gets brought up, it's controversial right now, sure. unfortunately. 
uh, especially in the United States. I don't know how it is in Canada. But uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Not so much in Canada, um, but the United States for sure. Yeah, yeah for sure. I mean, you, you hear about it all the time with different laws being passed, et cetera, et cetera, different talking points on whatever news channel you watch. And has that been a detriment for you? Like, have, have you had to deal with certain promotions where it's just like because of that, like it, it kind of holds you back? Did it even, did you even have conversations? Hey, can you tone it down or can you not? Like, has that ever come up at all? You know, I, I, I've had things here and there from, from promoters. Normally, if I'm booked, they they it's because they they like what i do but you know even getting through the door can be difficult sometimes because of exactly what we're talking about it's such a controversial thing even in recent time for sure with tons of bills trying to be passed throughout the united states and kane coming after me directly clearly um so you know doesn't want me to wrestle in tennessee that's Um, crazy but uh which is the realistic thing you know if 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 these laws are put into place I may not be able to wrestle in certain states. That's just the fact. Or maybe it's not even safe for me to do so. Which is even bigger deal. Yeah, absolutely. Which, you know, just makes me remind myself why I do what I do. Um, I'm not a a martyr. I'm choosing to do what I, I, I do. But it's because I've always felt like an outcast throughout my life. And here we are, a drag queen pro wrestler um, and drags under fire in the United States. That's a that's a huge market for me that I want to be able to uh, wrestle in front of. And uh, so it's super scary. But, hey, you know, it is what it is. Oh, I have to say, speaking from the heart here, I truly admire that, though. You know, like, I think the easy way out would just be like, all right, well, like, you know, I guess I'm just not going to do that. And, you know, I'll, I'll still get to wrestle in the United States. But no, no, because that goes against everything who you are and what you believe yeah. in. Yeah. So you stay true to who you are, stay true to what you believe in, and you know, damn them, you know, damn them for doing that. You know, that's that's I don't want to work there anyway. Fine, screw well, it. Well, yeah, sorry to cut you off, but there's right and wrong in these situations, right? Yeah. And and with these bills that are being passed, it's not a matter of opinion. It's not a matter of anything other than that. It's just right or wrong. I I, I don't have a say in 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 a lot of ways because I can't go vote um, in the United States, but I can try my best while I'm over here on, on the Canadian side with platforms like this. And, and, and every time I step into the ring, I'm showing that drag performers are not the enemy. They are not the enemy. I'm just there to entertain and inspire. And, uh, if people can't see that, then, uh, and they're going to be left behind, but I just got to keep doing what I do and, and stay focused on, on my mission. Listen, I'm rooting for you, man. I'm rooting for you. I'm, I'm rooting for the whole drag community. I'm rooting for, for everyone because at the end of the day, you, you just, you just, you said it perfectly. I mean, you're people, people with the same type of dreams, same type of goals, same type of ambitions as anyone else. And, you know, who are they? Who is anyone to say no to you just because of who you are and what you do? It's not harming anyone. No. <laughs> Sorry to get my soapbox here with this, but like, I, <laughs> I, I, I do feel very adamant about this. And, um, I, I just, my country, what's going on here? I do apologize for it. <laughs> but it's not me, damn it. All right. Hey, all right. <laughs> but um, listen, Alistar, thank you so much. Where, where can they find Dracula's? Where can they watch that? Yeah, it should be available on Vimeo. Um, if you go onto my uh, Instagram account, you can see an ad official um, Alistar, I'm having trouble with that one tonight, but I'll, I'll have a link tree set up there so everybody can do, uh, they can find drag heels. And again, it's, it's available internationally, but in Canada, it's available on OTV, uh, which is 
through Amazon Prime, um, OTP app. You can get it on Apple TV as well. That's the last one. Boom. Apple TV. That's a pretty big one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But Alistar, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. In the meantime, back to TV Takedown. It's time for this week's TV Takedown. A big thank you to Alistar. What a story, man. Like, you know, I, I have to say, so much respect for someone that just stays true to who they are, stays true to their, to their message and their, and their brand. You know, so many obstacles against Alistar, you know, you know including in, in the U.S., especially in the U.S., but not stopping, not stopping from accomplishing their dream. And, and uh, I admire that. Should good, especially today's day and age. Whew. Right, right. Good for them. Bye. Good interview. Thank you for coming back. Appreciate your time. Yes, thank you, Alistair. Always welcome to the show. What and you can check out your drag heels. Yes, drag heels, drag heels. Cheers, cheers, Mister Shawan. Did you enjoy uh, WrestleMania? What's your thoughts? I did. I did, buddy. My thoughts. Well, I thought the whole show it was a banger. I mean, we said. Early before, I thought night one was incredible. Night two, lots of cool moments. A couple misses there, but I think the biggest one that was talked about that night, Putty, Jack Cassidy at Real Jack Cassidy. WWE passed on Sami Zayn and Cody Rhodes, two completely over baby faces with what people were calling the best storyline of the past decade. For what? So Roman could it a thousand days? I guess so, so Roman can have a thousand days. I think that's what he's saying. The worst. Buddy, I know a lot of people had their reactions to this. I feel like a lot of people thought Cody Rhodes was going to win. I was one of them. At this point, though, who can stop Roman Reigns, though? There's only one person, man. Only one person. Who's that? Father Time. Okay? Nobody can stop this guy. He's untouchable. <laughs> Everyone thought so. Cody- Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is going to relinquish the belts one day. <laughs> Everyone thinks. It was going to, Cody Rhodes' time. And the fact that it wasn't, that he won, awesome. Like, they're, they're, they're just, you, you liked it. I just, like, I thought Cody Rhodes was going to win. I expected him to win. Usually, us smart wrestling fans expect something, feel something's going to happen. It happens. It didn't. Oh, I think I lost that bet on the Carson pool. But, man, good. Good job for them swerving us. Yeah, I'm not going to lose my shit like that kid did in the stands. No, good job. They're telling the story better than I could have. Something's going on here. They have the end game in mind. This is awesome. I'm loving it. Dude, give him a thousand days. The worst? No. Awesome. Awesome. By the way, who won that poll? I feel like he still didn't even announce the winners. But yeah, I was going to ask you. Did, I, think, did I miss something? I think I owe somebody money. Yeah. <laughs> I just realized. I should probably text him like, oh, yeah. uh, what happened here? Anywho. Uh, yeah, I mean, there was there were certain points where people were bringing up joking like, oh, imagine Roman wins. <laughs> Yeah, nobody thought he would imagine if Roman wins. But I think I think like you know it was a joke. But then people started getting more serious about it. Like, oh, what if Roman wins? Because people started putting the number together. Oh, they're getting closer to that thousand days. You know that could be a thing. Oh, like three and months it seems away, like right? that. Yeah, it's very much going to be a thing. Roman, you know, when I was looking back at it, it was a great match, man. It was a great match. Oh, and yeah. the fact that like the fact that we're all talking about the far, the fact that you know we all felt that sense of oh, like a punch to the heart. I think, honestly, that's a great job. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to sit here and bitch about the booking for that. I think that was phenomenal. You know, would I have loved to see Cody have won? Yes. Am I heartbroken that he lost? Yes. 
Does it mean that it was a bad job? No, not at all. Now, as far as like, I think the bigger question is then who's going to beat Roman? How how does this play into the grander, grander scheme of things? Is it worth it to get to the thousand? At this point, I say fuck it. Fuck it. You know, like I, I, I've, I've joked before about going for Bruno Sammartino's record. Go for it. Go for it. Because guess what? Roman Reigns is 37 years old. By the time he beats Bruno's record, he'll be 41 years old. Mm-hmm. Still can do it. Still can compete at a top level at 41. Finn Balor is, is in his early 40s. Bobby Lashley's in his 40s. Edge is in his 40s. Randy Orton, 40s. You know, like if AJ Styles in his 40s. It can be done, you know, and if Roman Reigns, if he's saying that he's just in the third ending here. The bloodline's not stale. They have so many layers to this. They have, they, 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 they have creative ways in how to make this effective to last till Roman Reigns is 41, till he beats Bruno San Martino's record. Imagine that. Imagine that. About a record that no one thought was possible for that to be broken. And who better than Roman Reigns? I can't imagine that. No, I can't. What, six years? It would be seven years? I can't imagine another. I can't imagine that. Can't at imagine. the very least, at the very least, it is still possible. You know, if he goes into WrestleMania next year, he's going to be in the top three in that, in, in that category of longest title reigns. You know, so at the very least, I think they're going to get him into that place. Because I, they definitely want him being Hulk Hogan. Right. Oh yeah, I'd say I, I, can, I can see him being champion next Mania. Absolutely, walking in as champion next Mania. Again, he hasn't, he hasn't defended that often, so we don't worry about like who's gonna. He's beating like twelve he's, guys in a year. No, he's beating like two, three guys in a year. So he's not going to be a backlash. No, I mean, who's going to be him at this point, dude? I don't know. I don't think it's going to be anyone new. I think we're going to do uh, another lap here uh, of some sort of the, of the main competitors. I don't think it's going to be the Rock. I don't think it's going to be the Rock. I heard someone say. Next year's Mania. It's not going to be the Rock. The Rock. It, makes, it makes no sense for The Rock to beat him. So At no. this point, no. At this point, no. But, you know, Roman Reigns, he's untouchable, man. And, like, I think at this point, honestly, I personally believe, go for the record. And whoever that person is going to be probably someone from the indies that will rise up to NXT, go to the main roster. Who knows who's going to be? Maybe it's Austin Theory. I don't fucking know. But, like, Could it be, I, let's just enjoy the ride. Do you think they'll cut it off, though, before Mania and whoever wins Money in the Bank? No, I, I at this point just cashing in the, on the beat, they'll, they'll beat Roman is the only way I can see someone beating him. Cashing in on him after a grueling match like a WrestleMania, no, only way he can no. beat Roman Reigns these days. At this at this point, at this point, it would cheapen his story. It would, it would cheapen his arc if that happens. I think at this point, like you have to make his loss meaningful. Like when, when he when he does finally lose this, whoever beats him is going to be the most over babyface probably of all time. Just because of the fact of like the magnitude of the storyline and, and and how long he's held it and how long he's been in the top spot and not being stale, you know I I think that's a big deal and you can't you have to handle it stealthily. You can't just do this with a with a cash in. You can't do it at a random pay per view in Saudi Arabia. You, you you have to do this right and you have to do this in the biggest stage possible, which will be WrestleMania 40. But moving on, putty. So speaking of Cody Rhodes, speaking of heartbreak. I'll go to Monday Night Raw here. Chan Man at Chandran the Man. I think I may have butchered that. 
definitely did. Brock has needed a legitimate top babyface to feud with for years. Cody being in a feud with a heel monster, Brock Lesnar, solidifies uh, solidifies Cody as a top-tier babyface. If Cody isn't getting that title anytime soon, I think this is a very good move. Of course, talking about Brock Lesnar surprising ending to Monday Night Raw, the Raw after Mania, where he F5 could lose and beat the living hell out of him. Does this feud, right, with Brock Lesnar turning, does this solidify Cody Rhodes as the top babyface in WWE? He wasn't already? I feel the moment with John Cena, <laughs> quote-unquote, passing the torch, still have John him as the top babyface. There's nobody else on his level. Maybe a Sami Zayn. I know it's only Sami Zayn because of the storyline he was given. Cody Rhodes is untouchable. Top babyface in the company, yes. It definitely solidifies him as being the top babyface for any other doubters for some reason. Yes, he's the guy. And I agree. Since we're going to see Roman Reigns for a while, God knows when. Entering into a feud with Brock Lesnar, great way to hold us over and uh, come at, make Cody come out even stronger after that tough, tough loss, his first loss since coming back. So, yeah, I agree. He definitely, hands down, top babyface. Absolutely. The top babyface. So, then why not win the championship? You know, I mean, like, I, I feel like if they really believed that he was the top babyface, you know, they, they would have had him win at WrestleMania 40. I uh, WrestleMania 39, excuse me. I, I think, I think Sammy made them question whether he was the top babyface. I think the fact that Sami Zayn got so over, because at one point he was definitely, and some could still say he might be more over than Cody Rhodes. And that would make him the top babyface. And they don't want him being the top babyface of the company, clearly. Like, they, obviously, they want Cody to be the guy. And the fact that, that you have to sit here and wonder is, is it Cody or is it Sammy? That goes to show, like, they didn't believe Cody was ready to beat Roman Reigns. So they're putting him, obviously, into this feud with Brock Lesnar, which I don't think is just going to be a one and done thing. I think, you know, if they do it right, they can get, like, you know, a couple, maybe three matches out of this one. Yeah, definitely. And eventually put Cody somehow, some way back into this hunt. Maybe if he succeeds in this feud here to then solidify himself. This could solidify him as a top eight face. Of course it could. You know, if he can you imagine, like, can you imagine Cody Rhodes beating Brock Lesnar? Yeah, clean, easy. No, but like, think about like the this version of Brock Lesnar that we're seeing right now, like the, that monster, the Beast Incarnate, right? Who was with Paul Heyman, who destroyed John Cena, who's destroyed Randy Orton, who's destroyed so many people in WWE. For Cody Rhodes to beat that monster, I think would do wonders for him. That that would that would put him back in that spot, and I think. That would, especially after beating that he took, would win over the fans. And again, I think you're the minority here. I believe everyone thinks Cody Rhodes is the top babyface in the company. I think Sami Zayn is a close second, but his reactions are getting not as loud as they used to be during the bloodline ending. I think Cody Rhodes losing at WrestleMania was the right choice. I don't think he lost because he wasn't ready. It's a better story. Cody Rhodes is undefeated here in WWE since he came back. Give him a loss. If Cody Rhodes came back undefeated and won the title, a little too obvious. Oh, okay. Not obvious. The wrong word. But this team doesn't not, not as good of a story, even though I thought it would be. But now that it happened, I'm like, yeah, he deserved, He needed to lose. He needed to lose here and come back. But then, okay, so going with obvious. So no, then, no, I, said, I didn't mean obvious. I meant the wrong word. So I, I take that back. Because then, if, if it's so obvious, I was going to say, like, then WrestleMania 40, obviously Roman Reigns has to lose there. You can't like, – I, I, I feel like you can't have Roman lose in a random event. I know that some people are talking about – I think it's July. I could be wrong. In the, it's either June or July where 
SmackDown is going to be in Madison Square Garden. And people were talking about, oh, my God, how amazing would that be? Cody Rhodes finishes the story, beats Roman no. Reigns at Madison Square Garden, SmackDown, where his dad almost won the championship there. No. I think that would be a great story, but really, you're going to, you're going to have Roman lose this monster reign uh SmackDown? No, you're not. No, you don't. I don't think so. No, it's going to be it's going to be the grandest stage of them all at WrestleMania. Yeah, you just got to finish the story, man. Uh, you got to tell a story. Cody needs to lose. Needed to lose here. Now, look, look, like a Monday morning quarterback, of course. But I think the loss here makes sense. So then if he is a top baby face, then going back to our earlier discussion, then do, then is he the guy to beat Roman? I think so. Right now, yeah. I don't see anybody else beating Roman Reigns outside of Cody Rhodes. Okay. There you have it. Michael J. Putty. When will that happen? Cody Rhodes is going to be the guy. Yeah, I don't think I'm in the minority here. When will that happen? I don't know. But he is the no, guy. You're no, not, you're not in the minority. You're not in the minority there. I, there. A lot of people would agree with you there. I, I, I'm I, on a fence. I want it to happen, but I don't think it will. But moving on, Putty, going on to AEW here. Our backyard here, Long Island, actually, this past week. But the biggest impact from that was Jay White coming back. Grumpy Omega at, oh, boy, uh, Lincoln927. It's not just Jay White either. It's Bullet Club. He and Juice are bringing it to the state's for real. Bullet Club, man. N-A-E-W. Putty, where does a Bullet Club right now, like, you know, with AEW, all these factions, right, with all this talent and only two nights, maybe you want to count AEW Dark, maybe you want to count AEW Elevation, but really it's AEW Rampage and AEW Dynamite, you know, only two shows, limited time. How does the Bullet Club and Jay White fit into AEW right now? Your daughter's asleep? Your daughter's yes, asleep? my daughter's asleep. If you're listening to my voice, I love you. Thank you for supporting me. Thank you for supporting Mark. Thank you for supporting the show. So I apologize for the next 20 seconds. Grumpy Omega, go fuck yourself. Okay? Bringing the Bullet Club to America for real? Where the fuck have you been, bro? The Bullet Club's been in Impact Wrestling for almost a year now. Okay? Don't sleep on Chris Bay. Don't sleep on Ace Austin. Juice Robinson was there for a while. Jay White was there for a while. Bullet Club's been in the United States, my friend. They've done a great job in AEW. Like you said, time limits, they're going to take spots from people. I think they'll be fine anywhere. Bullet Club goes, they're awesome. Bullet Club has a, your big, they're a brand. They're going to follow this brand. They're going to support this brand wherever they go. I think they fit perfectly in AW. They'd be fine. I'm looking forward to what they do next, who they feud with. Was, wasn't Kenny Omega in Bullet Club at one point? Kenny Omega was in Bullet Club. Everyone yes. was, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, like, um, yeah, so many people were. It's hard to keep track. And it does make me wonder with Forbidden Door and whatnot and the relationship that they have with Impact, you know, how does that play with, you know, with Chris Bay over there in, yeah. in um, Austin Aries? How, Austin. how does that play with what's going on? Oh, sorry, Ace Austin. Well, yeah, huge slip there. <laughs> Ace Austin, excuse me, respecting the name. Uh, how does that affect what's going on with AEW? Will that have some sort of crossover effect at some be, point? I wouldn't be surprised. Right. And, does, uh, and just, again, does Juice Robinson's ex partner, Fit Finley's son, come back? Because he's down to the fact the leader of Bullet Club. Right. This opens right. so much more doors, no pun intended, to have more interactions and maybe build this brand, build this faction bigger than just these two guys here in AEW. And can I just say this? You know, for those that are disappointed or shocked that Jay White didn't go to WWE, really? Are there really? other people? There, yes, there, there are definitely people that, okay. like, they can't believe. Oh, I thought Jay White was going to go to WWE. Jay White was never going to WWE. Sure, there were conversations that were being involved, but, hey, it could have been just simply, it's like, 
trying to leverage for a better deal in AEW. That could have been a play there. I think Jay White was going to AEW all along because of the fact that, like, you know, he has a bullet club. He has the connections there. He has the people that he's familiar with over there. And plus the, the crossover, the relationships he has with New Japan Pro Wrestling, with Impact through AEW. I mean, it, that was a no-brainer for me. I, I don't understand why people really thought Jay White would have gone to WWE. Of course, WWE had interest in him, but I don't think there was really interest in Jay White going there. What are your thoughts on that, buddy? I agree. I would like to have seen Jay White go over there, see what they could have done with him. Again, I'm, you, know, you, you ain't a name in this business until you step foot in WWE ring, but he's done a good job of it. I don't think they would have handled him properly, especially now with who's in charge. Yeah, especially now. Especially now. I think, I think Triple H would have killed it. I think Triple H would have done a good job with him. His track record, is he's proven himself. He does, he does good job with people, especially people we care about, have a backstory. What was a couple months ago? They mentioned Bullet Club on WWE TV for the first time ever. So I think him in the Triple H regime would have been awesome, but it's a better fit in uh, AEW. For sure. It's just, again, why is, Aaron Rodgers, why is Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets? Familiarity with the people that are there. And I think it's the is same thing with Jay White. Is that happening? I mean, time's, I mean, yeah, spring, well. Is, is, is it spring training? <laughs> is uh, training camp opening soon? No, we have the draft still. So TikTok, TikTok. Moving on, though, here. <laughs> Speaking of TikTok. Oh, uh, SmackDown, buddy. Major news dropped tonight from Triple H. We all thought it was going to be another hoorah speech. It kind of was until he dropped this blockbuster at the end. Wrestling World CC at Wrestling WCC. Triple H announces that the WWE draft will return in a few weeks and will change the game. Lots of emphasis on that. Change the game. What could that possibly mean, buddy? Like, How is, how is this draft going to be different from any of the other drafts that we've seen in WWE? They released the date either May 5th or May 12th, so it's really in a matter of weeks. Don't know, man. Don't know. I mean, what does that mean? It's, who knows? I'm so lost. Like, what, I, I'm what, so, what, I, I always love the draft. It's my favorite time. One of my favorite events. Because I do get amped. Like, what's going to happen? Who's going where? What, what's going to change? Fresh new storylines. Fresh new matchups. But what that, that whole word you said, change the game. What does that right. mean? Are we going to bring back maybe general managers? There's going to be a stricter brand split. That doesn't make sense. Are they going to do it differently? Maybe fans will get involved somehow. I don't think so. I think. Like, just... What was the last draft? Like you're a big fan of the draft. What was the last draft for you that kind of changed the game, so to speak? You know, what what was that game changer? It's been a while since like a, I can honestly say a game changer. But the one of the most impactful drafts was four four or five years ago when they split the new day. Remember, okay. Big E on his own. Big E went successful. Kofi Kingston and Xavier Wards were successful. Then they got back together at the end. So I think that splitting up the New Day was very an iconic moment, just them in the ring. And Was that really so much a game changer, though? I don't actually know if that was a game changer, per se. Would like, Big yes, e, I mean, would that Big was significant. E been, would Big E have been world champion if it wasn't, if he was still New Day? I, I, I think the problem is with Big E's title reign was so insignificant unfortunately to say mm. that like it, it doesn't necessarily mean a game changer yes he won a world championship kudos to him and but he would even tell you he's been on record to say like you know he, he's he wishes his title reign was more significant than what it was you know i i think every fan would agree with that i think so you know we, we all thought he was going to be a, a major player and just you know of course you know the injury that happened that like that's held him back but like it, it's just looking at the championship itself lackluster it was very lackluster so like I, I don't see that being the game changer. I mean, the, the, the one 
the, the, the initial draft itself, of course, was a game changer. You know, course, the splitting yeah. of the brands, you know, the splitting of the championships, you gave game, general managers. I, I, I really can't think of another time when it was, like, so impactful other than, like, you know, maybe you know, Triple H going to another brand. You know, I, the, the biggest thing would be Roman Reigns, right? You're changing the game. It has to do something to the bloodline. It has to do something with Roman Reigns right away. I, that's what I'm thinking at least. But, you know, Roman Reigns and the bloodline, they go back and forth to different brands. So what does this mean then? You know, it's not like he's exclusive to one brand. If he was, then, yeah, that would be huge. Maybe they go back to that. Maybe they pull a Brock Lesnar twist. The ch- when the brand split first happened, the champion go back and forth until Stephanie signed into exclusive deal with SmackDown. And as we know, that's when Triple H became. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, buddy. Is this how they split the belts? Is mm-hmm. this how they do it? Maybe. Because that, that would be the game changer. Then, well, there you go. Because there have been rumors of new title to belt designs. There have been rumors of bringing back the big gold belt. So maybe, maybe they sign Roman Reigns to an exclusive SmackDown contract and they have to crown a new champion on Raw. Wow. Wow. Or and I know Triple H, Triple H is not a fan of the Universal Championship. Do they, do they change the name of that even? Or do they go even another step further? Again, that would be a game changer. Three weeks ago, I would have said yes. Nowadays, who knows? <laughs> well said. Well said. <laughs> I, to me, I mean, I think that's, that's, that has to be it. That's the only game-changing factor that I can think of right off the top of my head, other than, other than a big signing. But I, I don't think they're, I don't think they're inclined to sign anyone anytime soon, especially on a big level. Uh, so it has to be circled around that. That makes the only thing I can think that makes sense, right? But you said, do you, you, you have the date? You said it was either, oh, had it, it was either May twelfth or May fifth. They had, if you all right, me- all right. So we are, we're literally, uh, yeah. He said short weeks. Triple H was not long. We're short weeks away. So I'm sure we're going to get more details that come out. Maybe we'll have some leaks and some rumors coming aboard. Uh, looking forward to see what happens here. We have two drafts back-to-back. Looking forward to yeah. NFL and WWE. Exciting times, man. But, Putty, that is all I have here for TV Takedown. Just looked it up on my phone. May 8th. I was way off. I thought it was a SmackDown. But it's Monday, May 8th, live from Jacksonville, Florida, the draft. No way. In Jacksonville, no less? Yeah. So. Wow. Maybe they'll draft somebody from AEW? <sighs> Nerds. <laughs> I, already, I already see that fucking tweet. <laughs> oh, my God. Putty, you have to be careful, man. We, you know, our audience. Our audience agrees. Our, they, they agree with me. They, they know who I'm talking about. Who I'm talking no, about doesn't listen to the show. No, no. I, I, I've heard people like say, like, hey, you know, you, maybe we shouldn't be calling them marks and, and so forth. They're right. They're right. This is our audience. We We're marks. Die hard, passionate. We're marks. <laughs> I'm literally named Mark. <laughs> yeah. So it's all it's all, it's all love. It's all it's all love, baby. It's all love. You know what I'm saying? Dude, love. Anyway, nice flashback reference there. So I do best. Hey, Marcus. Uh, hey, go home. Talk to you, my friend. Well, by the time the show airs, Easter Sunday is already past. Putty, what what do you, what do you will you be doing for Easter weekend? Yeah, boring shit, family stuff, blah, blah, blah. You? Baby's first Easter. Baby's first Easter, indeed. Yeah, tonight she did, uh, she colored eggs. It came out nice. We did, like, the whole oh. baby-proof version of that. It sucks. It sucks. That sucks, bro. I thought you were cool, man. I thought you were cool. How does it mean? Why is it Found cool? out today, apparently PETA came out saying it's not cool to dye eggs. Instead, you should use, ready? You sitting down? Yeah. Potatoes? 
<laughs> That's not a joke. That's not a joke. Look it up. I'm not dying potatoes. I'm not putting potatoes around my house. But why? Why? I don't know. We didn't get into it. I didn't read the article. I thought it was just so stupid. But no disrespect to people. I, mean, I love what they do. Good work. Love animals. But eggs and potatoes? No, thank you. I, I mean, okay. I, I would love to be educated in this on, on like, why potatoes. I mean, I, I guess because what? Because eggs are, are baby chickens, et cetera, et cetera. Maybe, is, probably. Is that, yeah. is, that, is that what the case is? Potatoes right, don't smell. Well, they can be out for a while without smelling, and they don't go bad, blah, blah, blah. Maybe, but I don't see you dying a potato. I mean, I eat, I eat eggs every day for breakfast. I, I'm a meat eater. If that offends people, I'm very sorry, but that's that that's just the way I live. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what else to say about that. I wonder. Uh, yeah, my, my my daughter, uh, she did a good job, though. She did a good job. She, it was a mess everywhere, but it was cute. I, I mentioned this during Christmas. Like, if you don't believe in the whole Catholic Christian Jesus story, what do you celebrate for Christmas? Like, what do you do for Easter? Like, what's the point of Easter, then? Right. But I, like, I, I, I don't really understand. Like, I, I know why Easter is a thing, but, like, you know, why the bunnies and why the, the Easter eggs? So and, weird. Like, I, I don't understand how that came to be in to relation to, like, you know, Jesus dying and, and then Jesus rising. I, I don't understand where that fits into the whole storyline. <laughs> Who's booking this shit, buddy? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Somebody doesn't make sense. A bunny? And then, like, is, is it an actual bunny? Or is it a human-sized bunny? Is it, yeah. Is it a human-sized bunny? We haven't talked about Bad Bunny getting injured, right? How, how crazy was that? Wait, so bad, is Bad Bunny legit injured? No. Okay. It just proved my point where somebody got hurt, and uh, I think it was you questioning. Oh, it was a Raquel, Raquel Gonzalez. NXT champion. Oh, Roxanne. Thank you. Roxanne Perez, when she collapsed. Oh, is this real? Is something going on? And I said, if it was real, the cameras wouldn't be on her. They would have right. cut it out. They wouldn't be showing you this. And it just solidified my point with Shane McMahon. Shane man goes down, boom, we never see him again. <laughs> right, so we, like, right. It, it, even when Finn Balor got injured, like we, yeah, we never see, see what was going on there. But the camera was aimed in on Bad Bunny. I'm hoping that it was just storyline. Hey, can, uh, can I just give a quick shout-out to no. Finn Balor, right? Qu- quick shout-out to Finn Balor. Dude is in his early 40s, right? Went into this match with a, a grade 2 ta- uh, calf tear. Supposed to be out six to eight weeks, was able to heal up in three weeks, just in time for WrestleMania, and then gets fourteen stitches in his head and this disgusting gash in his head. Get it right. Staples. The- Ringside got staples in his head. Staples. Staples. Excuse me. Oof. What is it? Stitches? Stitches. No. Staples. No, no. Staples. In his head. Staples. Ringside. Not in a sterile environment. Ringside. With black paint on his head. Finished the match. Took some big bumps after that too. Should I? What a t- uh, tough, tough son of a bitch, tough man. son of a bitch, tough son of a bitch. Get him a Bud Light. <laughs> Should I be insulted? What? Like, you're 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 rattling off all these names that are in their forties. <laughs> it gives me hope, man. I'm I'm, I'm near my forties. You didn't mention me at all. I'm in my forties. <laughs> And you're, I just, not, you're not and, in that type of shape, my man. And I need two energy drinks to get through the day. Ugh. <laughs> wow. If, if you if you take one bump from one of these guys, you, you'd, you'd be dead. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I wouldn't be dead. I just couldn't get fucking back up for like three weeks. 
I have one of those fucking traction neck braces. You know, I, it was funny because I was watching Hell in a Cell, right? And it was like, how old is Edge? And he's the same age as my brother, my brother Kenny. Wow. Wow. And I just think I was looking at what Edge was doing in Hell in a Cell. I'm like, I'm just laughing my ass off just thinking about my brother taking any one of these bumps or doing any of these moves. I'm like, there's no fucking way in hell. He'd be in a hospital for at least a year. <laughs> Funny you bring that up because, by the way, Sundays on a- A&E are Superstar Sundays. And they do a great job with these biographies. They're doing an even better job with these rivalries. I'm getting my friend who comes over every Sunday. We watch Rivals together. And uh, he asked Green Man, do you watch Rivals at all? Do you watch the AEW biographies? It, it, Green Man goes, no, you know, I've been watching my, my, wrestling my whole life. I know everything. A student of the game never stops learning. Because they mm. always, I always learn something I didn't know. So I highly recommend watching any of the AEW documentaries or specials on WWE. They do a phenomenal job. And one of them was Rivals, Triple H versus Batista. Of course, as you know, one of the ones I had to watch first. Of course. Great job. I don't know what he is now. But WrestleMania 21 to 22, I am the same height and weight of Batista, yet we look massively different. <laughs> I am the same height and weight as David Batista, and yet, uh, oh, I need to go to a gym. I need to go to a gym. Yeah, you definitely need to sign up for a gym. Uh, that. Anyway, let me do I, that. I, I, start, I, I started working out again this week, so I feel great. All about you. I, I, no, it's I, all about you. Hey, hey listen, I'm saying, I'm saying let's, let's, let's do this together. I, I'm on track. I have to lose 20 pounds by the fall. I have to lower well, my let, sugar. Let's do this together. Right? So, like, all right, I don't really eat that much sugar. So, let me cut out Jack Daniels honey, right? Let me stop drinking. Jack Daniels, no sugar. So, I'm back to regular Jack Daniels. And uh, I, tr- I tried to ke- keep my calories. I got a calorie app on my phone, inputted everything I did. I think you did that one time. Yeah, I, I do it still to right now. I'm doing did it for a day, never went back. I ran out of calories for my dinner. Yeah, get, get, like, get, uh, get, get, get re- you gotta give yourself. Two, you ran out of calories for dinner. I like two hundred calories, calories for dinner because I think I'm almost supposed to eat like twelve hundred or eight hundred calories. I forget what it was offhand, but I had like two hundred calories left for dinner. Well, a healthy diet is two thousand calories a day, but like you gotta go based on height and weight, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Goes like to the point. No matter, don't know how to eat healthy. I think we need that's something we need to learn in schools. Vegetables, fruits, vegetables. Yeah, but I didn't like. I didn't. I need to know how to eat healthy. Anyway, we're over. let me it's do that. It's, it's something like yeah, we're 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 over. Let me go, we, we can talk more about this off air. Let me go do that. Mark Schwan, where can you find you on social medias? Oh, you can go to my website, yourfavoriteactor.com. You can find all my social media links on there, including shot wrestling episodes and interviews being updated as we speak. And as far as shot wrestling goes, you can find us in all forms of social media at shot of wrestling. Uh, you know, give us a like, give us a follow, let us know how we're doing, and if there's anything you want us to talk about, let us know. And we'll gladly take that into consideration and bring it up for our next episode. Also stay tuned on this very feed, as most of you may know by now, a shot of BCW, an exclusive podcast about all things BCW. New episodes should be dropping in the next few days, so make sure you stay tuned for that. So for Mark Schwann, for Alice Starr, I have been your host at Mark J. Putty. Until next week, Putty out. Hey baby, I hear the bell ringing, hip tosses and body slams. Oh my. And maybe you seem a bit confused. Yeah, baby. But I got you pinned. Ha, 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 But I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in.
authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night, everybody. <laughs>